Scrap the whole bet? Scrap the whole bet. I want to make a six-way parlay. Celtics, Sixers game. What's the line? Still plus one. Plus one. Okay, so I want the Celtics to cover. I want the Celtics halftime. I want Garnett points and rebounds. Garnett block shots. Celtics opening tip. Do you take lightning bets? Yeah, but you don't want any part of lightning bets. Come on. A thousand dollars a point. Okay, take this. And this is a gift for me. What's I this? For, for just what tolerating me for all this time, okay? No, no, no. I already have a Rolex. I don't need your watch. Listen, it probably fell off a truck anyway. Listen, but what do you know? Going at this, going at that, what do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. That's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. Cracking and all that shit. <laughs> this motherfucking show on the road. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. That's how I like it. That, that's we just go right into it like that. Man. <laughs> how you been, man? Good, bro. It's Good. Been a bit. Yeah, I was sick as fuck, but I'm much better now. Nice. I see you're sitting there representing with your I was, shirt on. Dude, I... I, I haven't watched it yet. I, so those I, not listening, or, or those obviously who can't see us... Uh, Justin is wearing a Kids in the Hall Damn shirt. right. This shirt is over 10 years old, but has never been more relevant than it is today. <laughs> did you watch the whole thing? Oh, yeah. I was watched good? all of them, dude. I, I loved it, man. Yeah. I really did. Like, I was never a huge fan, but I, I learned to like all those guys individually later on. Yeah. So I'm wondering if going back, I can appreciate it. They did have sketches that I did see that I liked. Yeah. Well, and that, I mean... It's the same brand of comedy, yeah. but it's just more modern, but it's still the same comedy. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, I, dude, I got to go see them live one time. That's, oh, where, really? that's where I got this shirt. Oh, you nice. Know what I so mean? you have yeah. a special love yeah, for I them. fucking love Kids in the Hall. Dude. You have another Kids in the Hall shirt, too, I have don't two you? of them. <laughs> yes, that's how much I love them. They were did $60 you, a piece, bro. Did you see... And these I just ain't Gucci. saw the trailer today, and you'll have to see it. I'll, I'll send it to you later to remind you. The uh, Rowan Atkinson's new movie that's no. coming out—it's called Man vs. Bee. Oh god! And it, it's not Mr. Bean, but it, it's basically him doing his humor. First of all, he looks fabulous. He, oh, okay. he looks amazing. Yeah, you would never uh, expect him to age as well as he has. And it—it it seems like the only—and it's so Jerry Lewis. It's like a, such a Jerry Lewis idea. Mm. So he's going to a house to uh, to watch the house for like people are going away and he's going to clean the house and he's going to take care of the house. Right. And there's a bee in the house and the whole movie is him trying to kill the bee <laughs> and, and it's him destroying the whole fucking house oh, and the great. bee making him fuck up and fall downstairs yeah. and everything. Oh, that's perfect. It, it looks like a G rated just, I'm totally into yeah, that. It, yeah. it looks amazing. I was yeah. like, that's the best trailer I've seen all year. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can appreciate some, uh, some Rowan Atkins. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't seen the Thor trailer or there was another one. They just Thor released. trailer was, good they they did just oh the uh two of them the mission impossible trail looked oh insane does it yeah i haven't really seen that either good. yeah and the top gun they've been dropping trailers for, i haven't but, i haven't watched that because like it's top gun i don't need to see it yeah like, i'd I rather know. it just looks like save the same it. exact shit man yeah i i just hope they don't rehash it i'm gonna wait and see what people say about i hear it. val kilmer's in it yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so I that's, definitely that's cool uh I'm sure it's good, but people are saying that it's crazy good. So when it comes out, I'll see if it, people say it. But I think next week, I think I'm going to have to go to, it's not the, the shitty theater, but the not so nice one yeah. uh, near Wind Meadows. 14. There. Yeah. Uh, it's still nice. I think it, it's it's decent. Yeah. Uh, that's where that Crimes of the Future is coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I showed you that trailer. That was the, oh, uh, yeah. the Cronenberg one. Yeah. With the body parts and the body horror. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah, 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 up. yeah. Uh, apparently, it played at Cannes last week, yeah. and it had a seven-minute ovation, but it also had over 32 people walk out because yeah. they were so grossed out. He said he it. expected that to happen within the first five minutes. They interviewed the people that left. Mm-hmm. They said they had never seen anything like it in there. Yeah. They couldn't handle it. I was like, oh my God, I'm in. Because yeah. I'm, I'm that guy. When I when I hear like Lars von Trier comes out, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. And Cronenberg doing full Cronenberg. So I think I'm going to go see it in the theater next <sighs> week. I also think I'm going to convince my girl to go to the movies. Oh, she wow. hasn't gone to the movies. Don't take her to see that. No. <laughs> that would not be the one. Even though she... Uh, she was a huge fan of Existence, mm-hmm. and Existence looks a lot like this movie. This mm-hmm. movie's—have you seen Existence? I don't think so. You know, uh, you know what it is? No. Where uh, Jennifer Je- uh, Jason Lee and uh, what's the guy from Road to Perdition? That's the assassin, J- Jude Law. Uh-huh. Uh, they have these ports on their back that look like little sphincters, and you plug in like a port to it, and you're, you're in a game. 
and huh. and uh, you don't know if you're in it or you're not in it. It's a fucking trippy ass. Interesting. Thing. But what was I saying before? Oh my girl, I might be. Uh, she has not seen a movie in the theater. The last one she saw was with me. It was Paranormal Activity Two. Wow. And I'm pretty sure it was 2009. So I think it's been like 13 years since she's been to the movie theaters. And I think I might have convinced her that maybe next week. Like in the evening, maybe when it's not as uh, as slammed, mm-hmm. that I might be able to take her to go see Bob's Burgers. <laughs> oh, nice, dude! <laughs> so that's uh, awesome. I've just been getting into Bob's Burgers, and I pulled up a list of like the top ten dude, Bob's, love Burgers Bob's Burgers episodes that you have to watch before the movie. Yeah, and we're going through them and everything. So yeah, that's great. I'm excited. So I'll I'll tell you an awful terrible movie story that happened to me over Uh-oh. the last couple of weeks. Oh no, <laughs> terrible movie story, dude. So I went to go and see Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you how it was. Oh, why not? So <laughs> we we got there and we were like, hey, like, let's take a couple my girl and I. And we were like, hey, let's um let's take a couple of shots at the bar before we yeah. go. You know? And I was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. You know what I mean? And we had been up and working and, and everything like that since like 7 a.m. And it was like 7.30 and like we were just getting to the movie on time. And so we were actually just a couple of minutes late. So we hammered some shots and then got another drink. And I don't remember the movie, bro. You went but, in there though? Yeah. You did go see the uh, movie? Yeah, I was there. I, I, you were there? I was there. Do you fall asleep? Did you just pass out? No, bro. I got fucking hammered because I hadn't eaten anything all day. So how are you, you just staring around looking at stuff? I, dude, I mean, or I remember you some... You took it in? It I, just I, yeah, resonate? it just didn't register. Like I was aware I was watching everything, but I couldn't tell you the storyline uh, at all, bro. I saw like, some images. Yeah, it just <laughs> erased from my memory, dude. Uh, so, But the cool thing was is we were in one of those deep... D-Box theaters. Have you heard about those? No. This wasn't here in town? No, it was in uh, Tallahassee. Oh, okay. Um, and so with these, the seats get up and move around. Oh, And so every so, yeah. time the angle from the camera was moving somewhere. Well, how does that... Does that help you when you're drunk or make it worse? I or? mean, it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So well, I'm going to have to go back and see Dr. Go back. Strange. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. I couldn't believe that happened. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, this is a huge week for movies on the 27th, or in everything too, because Bob's Burgers falls or drops, so does Top Gun, mm-hmm. so does Obi-Wan Kenobi, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, oh, cool. which is going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Stranger Things drops oh that's right like i think five of or five or six of the nine and they're like each episode is like a full-length movie it's like they said it's five hours longer than the last season wow yeah so and this is the last season so yeah it's gotta be dude i'm i I mean i'm surprised they were able to get one more not not because the show is bad the show's fucking fantastic i'm binging it i know we're gonna binge it on saturday yeah i I just like i mean those kids grew up oh you know what i mean it looks weird they were kids in the beginning (laughs) and all of a sudden they're like fucking adults Um, puberty man what's her name Uh, bobby millie millie brown oh yeah did you see those pictures of her the other day like, I saw her at the premiere. I, I mean, get, she's like long blonde hair. You yeah, would almost not realize I, it was her. I, if I would have scrolled that picture, yeah, yeah. I would not. No, if she wasn't sitting next to like David Harbor or or Winona Ryder, you yeah, would not even. No realize. idea that would have been her. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they all grew up. They're so, all good actors, though. I, oh I'm yeah, very, absolutely. Uh, I'm excited to see what they go on to do after it. I mean, we've already seen the redheaded girl do that Fear Street movie. She was great in that. Yeah. Well, and then the uh, and then the other kids in Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters you know, uh, and another movie too. I think he did. Yeah, I've seen him in a couple of things, yeah, actually. Yeah, he's, he's good. So He was in the It. That's right. He was yeah, in the It. Yeah, uh, yeah so I'm, I'm excited to see all those guys. Yeah. So yeah, it's a big week for uh, TV, for movies, for everything. Could you say it's a oh. top 100 week? Oh, shit. This is officially our second uh, Friday favorites. Friday a, favorites. I'm still getting it used to uh, come off my tongue, you know? Yeah. I want to say fascinated with films. Friday's Which favorites. is funny because the first 10 episodes, I, I had to really train myself not to say fascinated with friends. Or I even said it a couple times. And I was like, I gotta correct myself. So yes, fascinated with films, Friday favorites. I didn't realize I love alliteration as much as I do until I did this podcast. <laughs> but it seems uh, seems appropriate. Yeah, I hopefully everyone enjoyed last episode, which was Beetlejuice 
uh, versus, I say versus, but it's not a, really a battle, uh-huh. but it's uh, Beetlejuice and Dirty Harry. Which <sighs> I was unbelievably excited when I was editing the episode and I realized, holy shit, they, there's a Beetlejuice line that makes fun of Dirty Harry in it. And that's that's why so great. I had to name it. I said, this, that'll probably never happen again. Oh, yeah. Never happen again in yeah. any of these. It's like Dave's, Dave's like, are we concerned about being on like the uh, you picking the same thing? I, I said we're gonna get we're gonna do an extra long episode dealing with one movie, and then we're gonna go buy lottery tickets yeah. because that does that chances of that happening are very slim. That would be insane, you know, because if you're randomly picking anything off the list, yeah. you, you don't know what we're gonna talk about. I was excited because last uh, when I uh, picked Dirty Harry, I was like, I love it. Yeah, that's the beauty of the kind of. Uh, so what numbers were you guys? Uh. I think he was 32 and I was 30. Okay. Yeah. Just got to know where my range goes, go. you know? We could go. You want to do it? Let's do this oh, shit. Oh, we can go, dude. All right. Uh, you want to uh, go first or I can go first? Let's see. Why, don't, why don't you go first? Why don't you pick, pick a number? Pick a number for you? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm going to pick 86. 86. All right. 86. Motherfucker. This one almost didn't make the list because oh. of how much I hate but love this movie. <laughs> it's Uncut Gems. Oh, God. Oh, and we're spoiling it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. we'll spoil it. Like, That's amazing to me that it made your top 100. I, I, had, it, I it, love it. I love that that made your top 100. It had such an effect on me, literally, like, physically and mentally. I am going to... Uh, kind of love all over the good time movie that you still need to see by, mm-hmm. by those brothers uh-huh. that did this movie. Okay. I, uh, I can't wait to talk about it. All right. All right. Um, Let me pull up my list here. So the number 47 is ringing in my head. 47 is ringing. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Nice. Oh, awesome pairing. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about either of those movies all day long. All right, let's go. Let's start with Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. <laughs> have you have you heard that? <laughs> no. What's so that? there was this whole thing on TikTok where the writer of this movie's girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. when he was writing Uncut Gems, she was doing some podcast and she was like, yeah, you know, because I was there like being his muse while he was writing Uncut Gems. <laughs> and TikTok went crazy really? with her, the way she said Uncut Gems. And it became it like became a, a, thing. a whole thing, dude. <laughs> Uncut Gems. That's so funny. Uh, by far one of the best Adam Sandler movies ever made. Oh, yeah, opinion. absolutely. I mean, it's it's without a doubt if we're not including comedies, but even including comedies, I think it's the best thing he's ever done. I mean, these what is it? The brothers' names? The guy who directed it? Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to. He's in. The, he's an actor too. Josh and Benny. Yeah, Benny Safdie. Yeah, Benny is the actor brother. I think oh, they, is he? They both direct together, and I uh, and I'm not sure if they write a lot of their materials, but Benny is an actor, and he was really good in Good Time. In Good Time. Uh, Good Time was the the movie they did right before Uncut Gems, and it was Robert Pattinson and Benny played his brother who was who was a little slow. And at the very beginning of the movie, they rob a bank, and huh. right when they get out of the bank, the uh, the die pack explodes all over them. Oh shit! And basically, the whole rest of the movie, and the uh, Benny gets caught by the cops. And gets beaten up, and they uh, bring him to the hospital. And Robert Pattinson has to spend the rest of the movie rescuing his brother from the hospital and then getting away from the cops. And oh, it wow. was super stressful. Yeah. And now, and if you watch that before you watch Uncut Gems, you know what you're going to get. You'll have a fucking heart attack. Yeah, because it is super stressful. No, I, That's I, like the word to describe the movie. Though. Absolutely. It's yeah. so intense. And like, I, I mean, I shit you not. Like, as soon as I watched that movie, because you were just telling me how great, and it is, it's Yeah, amazing. Dave and I saw it in the theater. It's amazing, dude. And, you know, like, as soon as I was done watching it, I texted you and just said that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. I'm never going to watch it again. <laughs> you know, like maybe someday. I like being stressed and, out. Yeah, I, I don't. So, bro, yeah, I, I know, don't. I know. <laughs> but you're not watching Requiem. Yeah, no probably shit. as much as me. And, yeah, <laughs> ever and or ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the character and there's a special kind of thing with this movie, which I can see being triggering with a lot of people if they know. A gambler mm-hmm. or if they have an addict in their family because that's basically what uh Adam what Sandler. Adam Sandler is he's he's a diehard gambling addict yeah. and you just get to see it kind of 
it's honestly like it, what three days of, it's like you know? three days of his life yeah. if not just two days you know like with a couple random characters that are like weaved in like what's his name kevin, playing himself kevin garnett, kevin garnett himself. yeah like and the eric bognosian character is very disturbing uh too and eric bognosian always plays kind of a weird kind of character yeah. and he's very hard he's a hard get he's a really good actor and mm. i think he's directed a lot of stuff and i'm always impressed when i see him in a movie because he doesn't do a whole lot of shit he, right i loved him in uh talk radio did you ever see that back i don't in the think day? i did it was an early olive stone movie i've definitely seen him in some other stuff he was in wonderland that was the val kilmer one where he played john holmes he was the guy that they were going to rob basically alfred Molina and uh in boogie nights mm-hmm. they redid that scene because that's kind of basically Based on the John Holmes right, uh, murders, yeah. they redid that scene, and Eric Bognosian kind of played the crazy Alfred Molina character. Oh, really? So he, he really did a great. job. I'm sure I would uh, fall for that. Like, but it was interesting. He played his like family in this movie. Too. Yeah, he was, like, but his also brother-in-law, maybe? something like that. But also like he was just a piece of shit too. Yeah, like, he was a piece of shit. I, I mean, I guess he he loaned him some money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like he was just being such a fucking dick. I mean. Like you said, this guy's a gambling addict, yeah. you know, so who knows how many times this has happened before, you know. The film style is what kind of disturbed a lot of people, too, because it's it's constant, you know. They're following him around. If you if you think of just like the first 15 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. where he's walking through the city, he's on the phone, he's off the phone, he goes into the thing, he's pawning uh, a wristwatch, he's going to another place and he's yeah. getting money to put down on things. You could t- This guy's a hustler, man. Yeah. He just hustles yeah. and hustles and hustles and he's, you can almost get the attitude like uh, you know how they say like of sharks stop moving, swimming die. yeah exactly it, you, you feel that with Adam Sandler yeah I should also say I don't what was the award that he uh, was it the Golden Globe that he won that he gave that great speech afterwards he said you guys are gonna have to know for the rest of your life yeah. that Adam Sandler beat you out <laughs> yeah, yeah you're the guys who lost a fucking Adam <laughs> yeah, Sandler yeah. it was like, one of the best speaches it wasn't the yeah. Oscars but I'm, no, I'm not sure he didn't what get it was. the Oscars he didn't get it but uh, Kathy Bates tweeted out for him you know? she, yeah. yeah yeah you remember she she was like um, don't listen to them Mama loves you or something that's right like that's that. right yeah. I totally forgot about that yeah. but he did get a nod I think right or oh did yeah it, no did he get the nod still? Uh, he he didn't get the um, the he, nomination. I don't think. Oh, okay. So um, he, yeah, that's a that's a shame, man. Because he was so good in this movie. The scene where he lost his uh, clothes and got locked in the trunk. Oh God! And dude. he he was at his child's like school or school something. Play, like, yeah, and it had to like text his wife. Yeah, and she came out and she's just screaming in the trunk kind of goes ajar and you could see it's and he's it's the look that he has he he does he did something to his teeth and he wore those glasses mm-hmm. you know those shaded glasses that yeah. people wore in like, like the 70s when yeah they like were gambler shady. glasses yeah yeah they're, they're totally like i'm at the poker table yeah type glasses yeah and it you could just you felt bad for the guy you know with the with the kevin garnett thing and kevin garnett wanted to uh to to borrow the ring. Well, it was a stone. Was it the stone? It was a stone. It was, I forget what type, but it was a That's very... right, that's right. It was the one we see them pull out of like the ground in Israel or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. He, he gets it in the mail and he's so excited to get it and he shows Kevin Garnett and Kevin Garnett's like, oh man, this is good luck. This is good luck. You have to let me uh, borrow this. And yeah. Everything. And you know right when he does it that just bad shit's gonna happen. Oh God, dude. It's so, it's, it's really, it's just stressful, man. It's I, such a stressful ass movie. And it's just, it's literally just a spiral into fucking madness like so he's cheating on his wife his wife knows that they might be getting a divorce he's borrowed money from his brother-in-law kids have zero respect for him yeah um he's borrowed money from his brother-in-law who somehow some way is tied into the mafia and it they there's a lot of stuff they're giving us too and they they delivered it beautifully yeah a, a lot of it was through the uh, the family gathering were they gathering for yeah. Passover? I think it, it was a Passover. It, I think was, it was Passover. It was either that or it was after um, the bat mitzvah. Okay, I, it was one oh, of the yeah. other. It could have been a bat mitzvah party, party that they were having for one. I, of the children. I think that's what it was, but I'm not quite. But you sure. really got a good idea of the animosity between the two, and yeah. I, they were cleverly. You didn't realize that he was Eric Bognosian's kind of relative for a while. There. Yeah, until he and, was at the dinner. Yeah. You know, like. But um, we should talk the spiral, man, because, well, even before that, I, one of the most random scenes in the movie was the John Amos scene. Remember that? Yeah. Such a weird scene to put in the movie, but it works so well where he's taking his kid. He's got to go up to his apartment. Yeah. And, which is basically revealing to his son that I have like a, a love shack 
in the city and everything. Right. And who's this woman, Dad? Who's this, what's going on, Dad? And his, he's just he's getting emasculated by his wife. He's getting found out that he's a cheater by his his son. Yeah, he's very possible on the verge of losing everything. He's got mobsters out, mobsters including his his own like brother in law. Right? Yeah, and he's got a try to keep everything together. And yeah. I think that's what it is. It's just all falling apart. So he's got his son in the apartment building and his son has to take a shit and he's like, uh, he can't go into his apartment for some reason. Because there's remember. a girl Because in the girl there. is still yeah. in there. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, no, I, my neighbor will let you use this bathroom. He used to be an actor. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He used to be on Good Times. You ever yeah. heard that show, Good Times? Yeah. And it's John Amos. Yeah. John Amos just opens the door. Yeah. And that's fucking random. It, it's so random. And he's playing himself. Yep. And Adam Sandler's character is like, hey, can my kid use your bathroom? And yeah, number one or number two? He's yeah. like, number two. He says, no. Nope. No. And just shuts the door. And that's John that's Amos. crazy, is, dude. That's John Amos's little clip. You had to go get him he, a big mick. Yeah. I mean, imagine them calling John Amos. This is what we need you for. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Then, <laughs> so fucking okay. random. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it almost, Kevin Garnett is almost random. I mean, I it's guess very you can, random. I guess you can just put in any fucking NBA or sports professional. He does you a could, good job, too. No, he I mean, does. He's not an actor. No. So he comes in and he does a really good job. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And I mean, and so he just, I mean, he makes bets and he loses. And, yeah. you know, and like, he knows that. He's just talked with Kevin Garnett. He's given him this stone. You know, the whole thing is him trying to get the stone back from him, basically. And Kevin Garnett just kind of... But he also wants him to win because he's he's planning on betting on the game. Right, yeah. Um, And so... In in the end, he pretty much he he lets him keep the stone, right? Yeah, he lets him keep the stone. He says, "I'll get it from you in, uh, in the morning." Or yeah, something like and that. then or he, after the game, and then he gives them, you know, this whole speech about fuck, you know, fucking the man and screwing everybody over and just yeah. get fucking paid. You know what I mean? And he basically devises a scam for Kevin Garnett to shave points in order to be able to cover his bet. And do, I mean, do you want to just talk about how the, he gets brought into the well? So. He makes this like incredible bet, and he's he wraps his girlfriend into it too to, yeah. to actually make the bet for him. And uh, you had that creepy guy that was with her that helped her get to the uh, to the limo at the end. Mm-hmm. He seemed very authentic. Whoever that guy was, yeah. that was that guy. Yeah, I, I really felt that. He's like, no, I, I got this role. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really had that feeling with him. But I, I love the stuff that was at his office. So he's locked in his office, and he's able to. Keep Eric Bognosian and his two was it two goons? Yeah, he had two goons with a big yeah. dudes Fuck that just it. wanted to kill Adam Sandler. Yeah, and he he basically has them locked between almost in like a panic room, like where you would where well, you would lock. It's like if you're going into a jewelry store yeah. or a bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's they got have that like one the, little hallway kind the, of area. Yeah. Ugh. So he's got them locked in there, and he's like, "Well, we're I'm going to lock you in there until this game is over because you're going to." I know you want, and they they just want their money. You know, yeah. they want to get paid like everybody else. But uh, Adam Sandler is a degenerate, and yeah. I think Eric Bognosian's put up with him probably and bailed him out so many times that is just done with it. You yeah. know, and almost to the point where he feels bad because it looks badly on him. You know, right. Because his his thug guys don't give a shit about Adam Sandler. Right. He has no connection with them. Yeah. So they're sitting there. And the game is going well, and Adam Sandler's just fucking pumped, man. And he's, when he's talking shit too, yeah. you know what I mean? He he's won't talking shut. Up. Yeah, and, that's the and, problem. And like, you know, the, he's just got them locked in there, and like, you know, they just start getting angrier uh, and angrier just, it's and like angrier. Poking the bear every time they say something, <sighs> and he he is really surprised. I think that they're not as elated as he is. Yeah, uh, with. They're gonna win. They're gonna get this their money back and yeah. everything. And, and his and yeah, and his girl's gonna. She's like there. She took a trip. Remember, yep. like she brought cash to Vegas oh, and yeah. made a bet for him and everything like that. Like all the money that he owed those people or something. I they were able to figure out that where she would be and everything. So yeah. they're they're separately calling on their phones to find her and everything. That's yeah. how she slipped away with uh, the creepo dude. Yeah. Uh, Fuck, uh, dude, that was so intense, man. And, that was so intense. Well, we can talk about the final one if you want. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you want to tune out for the very end of this uh, movie, just jump forward uh, like a minute. A minute, yeah. yeah maybe 60 seconds. And go. Yeah. So, I mean, so he's been taunting them in this, you know, kind of glass cage or whatever while the game is going his way. And he's just... He's fucking high from how right he is and how much money and the fact that, you know, he's got that gambler's high going. 
Um, and they fucking win the game and he wins the bet and it's an absurd amount of money. I forget what it is, but it's It's an absurd amount of money. And he's just like celebrating and celebrating and he opens the fucking glass door to like celebrate with these guys and he goes, didn't I tell you? I told you they were going to fucking win and the guy just takes the fucking pistol and just boom, shoots him in the fucking head. You know what I mean? And you just... I, I I never imagined that that was about to happen, yeah. but at the same time, it made perfect sense. And then his brother-in-law starts freaking the fuck out, yeah. and they fucking murder him too. Yeah. Like, and Bognosian falls to the oh ground, and you're like, God. holy crap, they're really going to end the movie this way. That the shit. only good thing is that his, his sweet girlfriend got, got away. away with the money. Yeah. That was the only... If she got gets away and not gets raped by the guy in the Oh, in the fuck, dude. But uh, he, he seemed to be on the level, even though it was kind of creepy. Yeah. But... Oh man, it was like and Good Time is similar, man. I'm telling you, you gotta watch Good Time. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Man. Maybe I can handle it once. Uh, it, it what it does for Adam Sandler in the movie. This movie here is what it does for Robert Pattinson. And since you've seen Tenant and Batman, mm-hmm. Good Time is where he got there. You oh, know? cool! Because he nailed the Good Time so much, and the Benny guy. I'm surprised we don't see him. And he's been in another couple movies that uh, we've seen, and he's in the new Oppenheimer. Which apparently, from what I hear, everyone's in it. Huh. It's like Christopher Nolan's new movie, and it's like twenty of the biggest actors you ever uh, heard in your life. Oh wow! Are in Oppenheimer, and they got Benny. Uh, what's his last name again? How do uh, you say it? Hold on. I'm not sure. We'll get we'll get the pronunciation right, but uh, Sadafi or Sadi? Softy. Softy. Yeah, S A F D I E. Softy. Softy. So good, man. I don't know what the brothers are going to be coming out with next, but I am super, super excited. All right, should we go on? Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's go on to uh, some Pulp Fiction. Hell yes, God, dude. I love Pulp Fiction, man. Fucking great. I just movie. got Inglorious Bastards on 4K. Oh yeah, in the mail. So uh, let dude. me let me get a, a quick 4K <laughs> count. Where are we at? It's not many. It's not many. Yeah. I uh, 274. <laughs> no, what was the last one? The I last think it was one. Like I 57. 54. Okay. Uh, I think it was 57. Yeah, only 59. So I only okay. got a couple ones. All right, I've been going crazy on some on other shit. This yeah, right. Week. Uh, but I, I, Pulp Fiction is one of the ones that will definitely uh, be bought on 4K because any of my top 100 I want on 4K. I want them the best that uh, they could look. And Pulp Fiction could have easily, like, and what we've learned from these lists too, other than like the top 10 really on my list, they're all pretty random. Yeah. They're, they're thrown in there. Like this movie could have easily been number 15 or it could be number 40, whatever you right. know it was. Yeah. Uh, so it is pretty random there. Weren't you going to tell us something about your top 10? Yeah, I was going to a good, good comeback there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. So like I was making this list and, and mine's kind of the same. You know, there's there's definitely some randomness there. Yeah. Um, and also... Same with, I mean, if you want to talk Big Trouble in Little China, you know what number to pick. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> um, and also like... Um, I I left some Marvel movies off here because I could have had twenty two of these with, oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Marvel movies yeah. and and I just wasn't gonna do that. But I you know I've always known what my top three are and I'm like man I've never really like put in a top ten you yeah. know and so like I just went one two three and then I left four through ten blank and then I started the list from there and moved them down and well and as I was going I would I would go okay well this movie you know what I mean and, and literally it would be like oh well this is way too good. You know what I mean? To be 32, you know what I mean? And so I would go and I'd like think about where I would put it in my top 10. And so like, yeah, my top 10s were good to make. I like, I'd never made a top 10 list before, but I'd say they're all pretty fucking solid. I've been making lists since I was like seven. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been like so many lists lists in movies and stuff like that. That's why I, this is kind of perfect uh, for us to do. Pulp fiction. I've never seen, uh, Another movie as many times in the theater as I saw Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Nine times. That's I don't know insane. why I couldn't force myself to do the 10th. <laughs> yeah. But I remember I saw it nine times in the theater. Well, when, when he does his final movie, you can go see that 10 times. Oh, God. It's going to be sad <laughs> yeah. when, he, when he does it. Uh, that, everyone says that. Anthony Hopkins is retired 12 times. And already, now he's and Thor's dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. Uh, Pulp Fiction was a big movie for me. It was one of the ones that the trailer sold me on it. Mm-hmm. But I had worked at a movie, uh, at a movie, uh, at a video store mm-hmm. when Reservoir Dogs was out. And I had known all about Reservoir Dogs way ahead of anybody. Right. That was like almost my job is to tell people, you've seen Reservoir Dogs? You've seen this movie? It's fucked up. Yeah. And it, there was nothing more. F- there was uh, the scene with the ear in it. Yeah. There was nothing really more fucked up than that. No, that's. So I, I enjoyed it. 
and when I once I found out people liked a little bit edgier movies, I said, "You gotta see Reservoir Dogs, man! It's crazy." Yeah. So once I heard, "Hey, that Reservoir Guy uh, Dogs has a new movie out," they dropped the trailer a good three months before, three or four months before the movie had come out, and the trailer was so good. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Really? I was, I was up north. I was actually I after I graduated high school. In 94, I spent a year up north from like June of 94 to uh, June of 95. Mm -hmm. And then I would come back and I'd just visit all all the time for a little while. And then I had like an absence where I didn't go up there a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But within that year, I had been living with my dad. And I remember seeing the trailer pop up. And uh, the beginning of it was a narration uh, that this movie has won eight awards and it won the best picture at the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival and everything and then they're doing it's like a trail almost of the awards and everything and all of a sudden the trailer kicked into like this super kinetic like images of uh, Marcellus Wallace getting hit by the car of uh, of John Travolta coming down with the needle to, uh, to Uma's chest to yeah. all this different stuff. And yeah. then it ends with Roseanne Arquette going, oh my God, that was fucking freaky. Yeah. Like, Holy shit, what is this? Yeah. You had no idea. They did. You could not tell in even in the slightest what the movie was about. Yeah. And it's a hard movie anyways because it's nonlinear. It, it's all different stories kind yeah. of coming together all at once or in, in different time periods. And so it's a hard one to do a trailer for, I would imagine. But I was so excited to see it that I went by myself like the night it came out mm-hmm. uh, up north. So, oh, wow. Uh, I drove, uh, I don't know where it was. It must have been Foxborough, Massachusetts or maybe North Attleboro. Uh, I don't no, I didn't bring my cousin. Maybe he was doing something else. But I went by myself and saw it, and immediately knew I saw something special when yeah. I came home. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I Everybody, couldn't. wake up! Everybody, wake up! You've got to go and see uh, this movie. <laughs> I championed that movie more than any other I'm movie sure. I've ever championed in my life. Yeah. You, you would think it would be on my top ten. I championed it so much, and, mm-hmm. and on, on the on a certain day, maybe it would be on there. But the, right. that kind of fluctuates. Yeah, and. I could not get enough of it. I was telling everybody. And I had gone back to Port Charlotte. And when I went back to Port Charlotte, no one had seen it. Oh, wow. And this is where all my friends were. So I went with my friend Joe to see it. I went with my friend Ed to see it. I yeah. went with uh, my friend Rob to see it. And and we just, I, I sucked it up. And I could not wait. There's those moments in movies that you're watching with somebody when something shocking is going to happen. Yeah. That you can't wait to see how they react yeah. to Pulp Fiction has like 20 of those. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the movie. Yeah. When you're, you're waiting for that, you know that scene where he sticks the needle of adrenaline and her chest is coming up, or you know the gimp scene's yeah. coming, or you you know the scene where Travolta gets shot in the uh, the bathroom. Yeah, or, or the fucking back of the car. You oh, the know? back of the car. Like, That's a major one, too, the back yeah. of the car. God, dude. Uh, and that whole scene, like the whole movie is filled with... Uh, scenes that you can't wait to come up. You yeah. Know? yeah. You're watching the movie and you're like, you know what scene's coming up uh, when they're at the dance club doing the dancing and everything. You know they're going to go back to the apartment and she's going to OD. Yeah. I know this movie super well. Yeah. Uh, more than any other movie uh, of Quentin's probably, I know this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've watched... It, it's one of those ones, movies that you watch. I, I think I was probably already on board with Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. But when Pulp Fiction came out, it was on a, one of those, oh, I'll watch every movie this guy does. Yeah, you know, and uh, it it was major. It, it should talk the actors in this movie, man. Who they got kind of involved in this movie, and who was huge at this time because some of them were not big, mm-hmm. and some of them were flailing. Yeah, like Travolta. Travolta. Was oh yeah, gone, this dude. revitalized this, his career. This was after the th- second or third. Look who's talking. Yeah, people no, this, like this. No, this man. boosted him up to such roles as Broken Arrow. Oh yeah, he, leading <laughs> leading man status. He yeah. was not leading man status yeah. before that. He was Vinnie Barbarino, and sure, I guess you could say that he was in Staying Alive and Saturday Night Fever. He was the lead, in yeah. it for sure. But that was his, his dancing almost but, kind of yeah, did that more. He than didn't him. get he didn't get face off without this no. He movie. didn't get face off. He didn't get yeah. Michael. He didn't get Phenomenon. Yeah. Those were all big God, movies those are for good him. Movies and, too. and you forget about those movies yeah. that that came after Pulp Fiction. Uh, Quentin does it for everyone too. It's not like a. It, it's not like I'm giving you this gift, Travolta, because he he did it with Robert Forrester. He did it with Pam Greer. Yeah. Every movie you can go through, he did it with Harvey Keitel with uh, the Wolf. Uh, well, with uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that's I true. mean that's how he got started because those don't notice. No, Quentin 
had been working at a video store and he was writing scripts mm-hmm. and he wrote Natural Born Killers that they bought and had Oliver Stone direct mm-hmm. and he wrote True Romance which they bought and Tony Scott went and directed mm-hmm. and that he got that money from that and then he he had his mom was in the industry somehow like a secretary for someone so she was able to get his stuff pushed through to uh to somebody mm-hmm. and somehow he got the number of Harvey Keitel and he got Harvey Keitel connected with Reservoir Dogs. And once oh, wow. Harvey Keitel was uh, connected with it, they just got all these actors involved and they got the uh, uh, the money to be able to make it. But that's, that's awesome. basically how he started and he's been killing it ever since and one movie has just got better and better and better than the other movies. Up until that last so, one. There's three movies. Nope, there's three <laughs> movies. I, I'll deny. There's three movies of Quentin Tarantino on my top 100. Oh, nice. And one of them is that last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the most modern or the, uh, was it 2019 maybe? Uh, it had to have been 2019 because all three the, of us went to see it. That was probably the latest one to crack my top 100. Yours might have been the Uncut Gems. Yeah. Was there anyone that cracked it? No, maybe. Maybe some um, of the Marvel movies might have cracked it. Yeah, I mean... Well, you know, 2019. Uh, well, I, I I know Endgame's on. Yeah, there, Endgame's so. on there, uh, but and that's... that might have been 2019. Also, I think that was the same year. Wasn't Probably, it? Yeah, yeah. 2019 sounds right. Doctor Strange that. Two is not on there. <laughs> it may be. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. I, mean, I got thrown through some multiverses. I'm not uh, sure where I ended up. But we're thinking like, well, Bruce Willis was was a big get because he was already an action star, mm-hmm. and this, and, and he never floundered at, at all. Uh, before. Uh, kind of uh this movie this movie yeah i mean and weird enough he was also connected with luke who's talking but he was the best thing yeah about <laughs> he was the best thing about luke who's talking, and he could also say yeah you but you didn't see my face did you yeah. <laughs> uh so he had already done diehards and everything so he was a big get samuel jackson was has always been kind of killing it ever since uh coming to america his his arc has been yeah. going up uma uma's always been around and everything but some marcellus we did not really know much about I mean, Bing people under the stairs. People under the stairs. That was you know, before Pulp Fiction, and that yeah. might have been the uh, the thing we saw him before that. So that's it definitely made only, his career. Yeah, that's the only thing uh, I've ever people seen. People even still that. refer to him as Marcellus Wallace. Oh, I'm sure. Um, who else that he did he get in there? That even some of the more random guys. Steve Buscemi had a small role in it as the uh, the waiter who looked like Buddy Holly at the uh, yeah, the dinner right. club. Yep. Frank Wally was one of the guys. Uh, Frank Wally and the guy from Mad TV who got shot in the head, who played Phil, Marvin. Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar, that's right. Mm-hmm. So Phil Lamar and Frank Wally were in the room when he did his craziness. Tim Roth had already been in Reservoir Dogs. So yeah. him and uh, the... Honey cr- Bunny. Honey Bunny, who's yeah. uh, the, the brilliant... Uh, Damn, I can't think she's, of her name. She's, so she's fucking, fucking nuts, She's dude. so fucking brilliant right. in everything she's in. I can't think of her name. What the hell? i got to pull her up. I can't not mention her. She, she was so good in World According to Garp and uh, The Fisher King. Amanda Plummer. Ah, uh, uh, I'm so happy that I figured out before I looked her I loved her in, uh, in The Fisher King. She's so good in that. I never saw that one with Robin Williams. Uh, Robin Williams yeah. and Jeff Bridges. Oh, My brother loves that movie. It's awesome. It's yeah. dark, but it's funny, and it's touching, and it's, mm-hmm. it's got everything in there. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing is really what 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 nails it for any Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, movie. dude. You know, and once he realizes who you are or and what you can do, he can write for you better than any other director that's out there. Yeah. I mean, when he knows Samuel Jackson is going to play a role, that role is just crazy. Oh my god! You can go back and watch like Django and watch the scene where he's talking with Leo when mm-hmm. he figures out that there, it, there's a scam going on. Yeah, and he completely changes, and it's it's like a great Quentin Tarantino. Uh, you can you can picture Quentin writing it. It's oh so, yeah, it's so brilliant. Yeah. that he's able to do that, man. And there's a reason everyone wants to work with the guy because he's brilliant. Yeah, and absolutely. you don't know how much longer he keeps threatening this. I'm I'm gonna stop directing bullshit that we don't know when is our last movie we'll get him I heard something about him doing Star Trek Star Trek was the, has been the big rumor but I don't think that's happening now mm. so I don't I don't know what's going to be his next one well when, see if there's any updated news on yeah that. check on IMDB maybe they will tell us something uh, about him uh, but, but some of the uh, other uh, kind of what was your I could tell you for sure some of my favorite scenes and they were the scenes that you would think they would be your favorite scenes but obviously the adrenaline scene with Eric Stoltz Eric Stoltz, another actor. Everyone in that group, you know, Eric Stoltz oh, yeah, and Rosanna Arquette. Definitely. They, they weren't huge actors, but it, it was brilliant that he thought of them to put him in this. Uh, it looks like he's not going to be Nothing that. yet. No, it says he's, he's not going to do it. Yeah. 
He says, I think they might make that movie, but I just don't think I'm going to direct it. I'm not sure how that would be anyways. It would be good, but... Be interesting. I don't think he wants to touch into anything that there's a lot of fans of. Yeah, know? oh yeah, no. You don't want that. Ask he's, a Marvel director. He's got a... Yeah, no shit. He's got a hard enough time keeping Quentin Tarantino fans yeah. happy. He, you know what I mean? I don't... He doesn't need to adapt other people's material, really. Do his own thing. He, he can come up with something absolutely brilliant on his own. So, uh, I have no doubt whatever it is is going to be brilliant, but... Uh, yeah, the adrenaline scene was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, the gimp scene, just for being such an outrageous scene. I love all the stuff with the wolf. It, it's really fun, man. Oh, yeah, dude. That's a, that's definitely one of the coolest scenes yeah. in the, there. From like from when they shoot Marvin in the head yeah. all the way till they're like washing them up or, or they're dropping the car off at the... the uh, the crusher, yeah, yeah the crusher, and that girl from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That's that's Pat. That's Pat. Yeah, it is Pat. That's fucking great. Or maybe it's not. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know. You know, it's funny. I, I just kind of random here. Um, I can bounce it off by saying Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw two little random neat facts. Um, did you know that uh, Brad Pitt is in Indiana Jones, the new one? Uh, no, the old one. The old one. The like the original. Uh, Raiders or uh... uh, it's whichever one is that. Um, it's where he's at school and he's being mugged, uh, like mugged by a bunch of students trying to ask him questions. Oh, I think that was Raid. I think that was the Last Crusade. Okay, he so snuck out the window. It could be. Yeah, yeah I think he snuck um, out the window, and that's how he got out of there. So Brad Pitt was like, "Well, because I think that was a I'll later." Go back and watch it. That's yeah, I, he's trying to just hand him a piece of paper. That's he's fun. just, you know, it was the second one because he was a fan of the first one, and he was on the lot that day. And he just came over and asked, the "Hey, second can I... one would be a weird one. I'm not sure. The second one starts out. I don't think there's. It's not the scene at the school because he starts out at the club and gets on the airplane, and then they're in India. Okay. So there's no spot for that. I think it's. I Last think it's Crusade. Last Crusade. Okay, yeah. so it must be that yeah. then. And then also, did you know that Dustin Hoffman is in fucking uh, what is it? Return of the Jedi. Dustin Hoffman. I didn't know Dustin Hoffman was in it but i think wasn't dan Aykroyd in it i don't know about that uh, but i i clearly saw dustin hoffman in this like it's crazy it's there's this scene where darth vader is walking out of the ship or whatever mm-hmm. like into a bridge like hallway yeah and there's two um little guards that are standing there um and one of them is fucking dustin hoffman damn i i know there's another there's another famous actor that did that too in star wars and i can't remember who the hell it was I want to say it was, um, no, it was Indiana Jones. It was Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Weird enough, it was Dan Aykroyd. He was the one that, uh, that got them on the plane. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It, you can hard, he's doing, a, he's doing a very strong, uh, British accent, uh, in the movie and you can barely tell it was him. It's very interesting. That's crazy. I just listened to a great pod, not to get far off on this, but I was, <laughs> uh, I was, they were talking about Dan Aykroyd, uh, on, I don't know if you've ever listened to, uh. Greg Fitzsimmons is a stand-up comic. Um, he's got a podcast called Fitzdog Radio. Huh. And uh, he interviews, he's on like episode 900, so he's been doing it for a while, and he's been in the business forever. He's out of Boston. And he's been talking to a bunch of different uh, uh, guys on uh, just, he's talked to everybody in comedy. And I listened to a podcast last night where he talked to Sweet Chuck. No shit. Uh, Tim, because I can never remember his name. It's like a Polish last name, and his first name's Tim. Uh. I just know him as Sweet Chuck. Uh, and he's still best friends with Bobcat. They like hang out at each other's house and it's awesome. And he, That's he awesome. just told story after story about Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. And because he was on SNL for the longest time with, on, in the run That's with right. Eddie he, Murphy. He was the landlord. Yep. And yeah. he was in that run with Eddie Murphy, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Joe Piscopo on that whole yeah. season and everything. So it was very fascinating. Uh, to to Timothy him. James Kazarinsky. Kazarinsky. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Really fascinating. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Back to Pulp Fiction. Back to Pulp Fiction. I, I don't know how we got off <laughs> of that. But that happens. That happens. Uh, do you have any strong memories? Did you see this in the theater? I didn't. You did see it um, in the theater, I didn't huh? even know what I was about to watch when somebody put really? this movie on, and I was just fucking like, holy shit, this yeah. is amazing. You this know? was that year, it was a crazy year at the Oscars, because mm. it was the same year as Shawshank and as Forrest Gump. That's right. And Forrest Gump swept a whole bunch. They Pulp Fishing got screenplay. Mm-hmm. That was the one that everyone knew, no matter what happens, it's going to get screenplay. Yeah. Really... I think of those three Shawshank should have got Best Picture instead of Forrest Gump, but I like all three of those movies, so, I mean, who am I to say? 
Uh, I mean, I think one of the things was... Two of them are on my top 100. Right. (laughs) Third one isn't. Um, I think one of the things was, though, was like visually, it was the first time that anybody... The way they wove his character in through American history at that time and like how he... Just the story, you know. It allowed us... And it's weird because it's been copied a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, the non-linear kind of way that Quentin does his movies. Right. Specifically, Pulp Fiction. And I, I've not even seen the show, but it's one of my wife's favorite shows mm-hmm. that this is us. And they completely steal that concept, steal, borrow, whatever. It's not, it's not sure. done as a steal. It's yeah. more of a borrow. They borrowed that concept. Mm-hmm. Like one of the main characters died at the end of season one, but because it's nonlinear, he's still in the show. Oh, We're just seeing him at different time periods and everything like oh, that. Okay. And that's one thing I loved about Pulp Fiction is we got to see John Travolta get shot on the toilet yeah but he's still in the movie you know because you get to still see yeah. the diner and everything so you're still because when you're watching the movie you're like oh damn i don't get to see anything else with travolta in it that's right kind of weird. yeah and, but you do you get to see travolta yeah and even more so you're kind of feeling really bad for him during that diner scene because you know what's going to happen to him right. later in like the week or yeah. whatever it was yeah yeah, it's such a fucking fun movie the it's, way that it's they one of those that. movies that when I watch, I want to write. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I, as a screenwriter, I'm like, I'm not doing myself disservice. I'm doing myself a huge disservice <laughs> by not and writing. I, by not writing, and yeah. I, I feel that way with every Quentin Tarantino movie I watch uh-huh. because it's like he does things that you're like, why didn't I think of that? Right. Or or why hasn't people had that whole Madonna conversation at the beginning of Reservoir Dogs? It's such a natural conversation that everyone would have at the diner, right? And it. Putting it in the movie, it, it seems weird as a screenwriter, uh, personally, putting in references to other movies and, yeah. and stuff in, in pop culture in yeah. your thing. And he has no, no problem I, I doing it. I was going to say, to be honest, it, it takes balls to do that. It does. You know, because anyone it, can't, just not anyone you, can do that. Exactly. You, it, it makes your world real all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what you I mean? You can do like, it if you're Quentin. You can do it if you're Kevin Smith. Yeah. You can do it with a couple other directors, but a lot of directors, it seemed weird if they did it. It's just kind of like You're not like going to do it with Scorsese. No, it's just kind of like there's this like rule that like you never reference the world that you're actually writing yeah, about yeah, yeah. because like there's just rules to it you know what i mean and, and once, like fuck that this is my world i'll do yeah, whatever the hell i want right man. you know it's fucking crazy where does this fall in your favorite uh quentin movies oh um i mean shit so dude. we've got jackie brown reservoir dogs pulp fiction uh, Django Unchained, The Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time. Uh, so it'd be probably Kill Bill, Volume One and Two. It'd probably be two. What's that? It's Kill Bill Two? No, no, no. Um, I uh, Pulp Fiction. Would oh, probably Pulp Fiction be, would be number two. What would yeah. be number one? Um, I just had it and then forgot about it because I was thinking Jackie about Brown, Kill Bill, Hateful Eight, Django, Django. Yeah, yeah. Django would be number one. Huh? Yeah. It's just I do love Jenny. that movie's so fucking like it, it, it's outrageously. It's like, hard to watch at times, but yeah. you're knowing that you're rooting for the uh, the right person. Yeah, it, it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, but goddamn, the characters in that movie. I, I saw fucking a great. Uh, I saw a great meme the other day where it was like a split screen picture, and then the top is Christoph Waltz mm-hmm. from uh, Inglorious Bastards with his arms outstretched. Yeah, and below it. There's the picture of him from Django with his arms outstretched right before he shoots yeah. uh, Leo. And it's like this guy got to play the most one of the most racist people in the world and one of the most anti-racist people yeah. in the world. That's pretty cool. And, it, and he, he won the Oscar for both. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's because neat. he won Supporting Actor for Django and for that Inglorious Bastard. Interesting, scene. yeah. He's and fucking he's fantastic, so He dude. is so good. The way he tells a story on screen, like... I saw like a clip from an interview. Um, it was one of those like roundtable discussions with a bunch of high profile actors, yeah. and um, and Jamie Foxx was talking about working with him, and just like how he like learned because Jamie Foxx Fox isn't a classically trained yeah, actor, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and he said that this guy would like make a show out of like pulling a piece of paper yeah. out of his pocket. You know, he would like pull it out and he it would be all folded up and he would just like look at it and he would unfold it and he would take his time. And As you know, an actor, and, you got to be like, this guy is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he was just like, it was just incredible. Like, you know, just to see him. Cause like, I would have just, that wouldn't have ever been something that I thought about, you know, like it was just amazing. The scene in Django at the very beginning when he first comes across the guy. Oh my gosh. The horse, when, he, when he's got his dental yeah. uh, truck and the, yeah, the thing tooth. is weaving in the yeah. top of it and everything. And that whole scene, scene with him he's so fucking 
fucking good. And that I, it's one of those things when when a director finds discovers a actor themselves and they're like, holy shit, look, yeah. what, look what I got here. And I'm going to use him as much as humanly possible. Yeah. And that's why he's in like almost every one of his movies. I don't think he wasn't, he wasn't in uh, once upon a time. Was he? I don't think he was. I don't think so, but he was in hateful eight mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Uh, hateful eight. I, I warm up to more and more. It wasn't one of my top movies, but I, I like it more. Oh, Death Proof we should mention too. I oh, love, that's right. I yeah. love Death Proof. Everyone shits on Death Proof. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. I don't know why. Hmm. I love it. I think it's great. I, I think people are pissed the way it ends, and I, I, I love the way it ends. Oh, yeah. I, I love I'm it. I'm trying to figure out why anybody would have a problem with it. Yeah. It's a fucking great revenge it, it, story. It, it's the perfectly constructed... You're going to root... It's like uh, Hitchcock telling you you're going to get stared before he actually does it yeah. type of thing. And it's with Quentin. It's like, it's like if they showed the scene where and I would have loved to have seen this where mm-hmm. they showed the uh, the girls beating the shit out of uh, Kurt Russell yeah just for a brief period of time at the, at just the beginning for a of the quick movie flash, yeah. and then we were like believe me you're gonna root for these women afterwards yeah. because you're gonna see him do one of the most horrific <sighs> things in the uh, world that's still a, a difficult scene the Rose McGowan is scene the leg uh, that's a that's a big one for people, but even more so is the Rose McGowan for me. When he puts Rose McGowan in the car and he's going to drive her home. Oh, that's are you right. going like, right? You got to be sitting in this yeah. seat. Oh, uh, God. you're going right. Ah, oh, that's a shame because yeah. you were going right. If you weren't going right, it said you would have been having to wait a while before you'd have to get scared. Yeah. But now you're going to have to get scared Ugh. immediately. Oh God, <laughs> oh, God, dude. The leg scene obviously is. I've yeah. seen a great image of Quentin directing from the back of a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. With the scene where the leg hits the ground and his arms are up like that. Oh, You're that's like, awesome. I'm like, people forget that what's horrifying on the screen is not on the day they film. Yeah, yeah. On the day they film, it's goofy, it's silly. Yeah. It, they're throwing a hunk of meat on the ground, but I'm telling you, that scene. Oh, that's, yeah. Every, that's what the great thing about every Quentin Tarantino movie is there's one scene in every one that you're like, whoo. God, yeah. that was a that's a big kind of a, a yeah. big fuck you and a big hard one to watch. You know, it's interesting though. Like, I don't feel like Pulp Fiction has like a gimp m- scenes pretty. Oh no, well, no, no. I was gonna say like I don't think that they have like a main character storyline. Oh no, no, no. There's whereas, definitely multiples. Yeah, whereas all the other ones do. Yeah, no, the gimp scene. Fuck that, dude. Literally, like, yeah. oh my god, man. Yeah, I, the gimp scene. It's one of those things that. The first time everyone watches it, yeah. their heart is in their chest because yeah. you, you don't want to see what we think we're going to see. Yeah. And then you've never rooted for we, – we have never rooted for Bruce Willis probably since John McClane more, more. than yeah. when he gets up there and he makes the decision that I'm not going to leave. Yeah, because he was about to walk he could, out that he fucking door. could have been door. all the way out. That yep. is his worst enemy in yep. the other room. Yep. And I love the beauty <sighs> of that that I would not leave my worst enemy with this motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. And it's the one thing that allows him to walk through the rest of his life and not be hunted down and, and yeah. killed, too. Oh, so it's like karma pays him off and everything, too. Oof. It's such a powerful scene and such a great scene. And I always think of the guy that uh, that played the... Uh, the skinny guy, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, Zed. the Zed. Yeah. And because he was in a couple of movies. He played Redfoot in he was, uh, Usual Suspects. He was the bad guy in The Mask. Interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah. I remember him as Redfoot in uh, Usual Suspects, but he, he's always going to be Zed, you know? Oh, Zed. fuck, dude. That's, yeah. Who's he's Zed? Like, Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> Zed's dead. No, but he's like, you okay? He's like, I'm pretty fucking far oh, from okay. Oh. Yeah, he was another one that could write his own ticket after that. Oh, yeah, just, dude. Would do anything. anything he wanted to. Yeah. And like, he made great decisions, too. I love, one of my favorite Ving Rhames uh, random characters was in Striptease, man. Oh yeah, he just as the, as the bodyguard. It's just the bo- bouncer yeah. bodyguard who's afraid of snakes and you, shit. You know, it's uh, it's funny though. He had an almost, I mean, obviously verbally different, but an almost similar role as um, the secret survey agent in Dave. In uh, Dave, I haven't seen Dave in forever. I love Dave, dude. We uh, all love Dave. Yeah, where are you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that since it first came out. Yeah, I own oh, yeah. it. I know I own it. I it's a great movie. It's it, a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, it's the same as uh, because it was a replacement thing, right? They yeah, replaced the the president. Died yeah, the president had like a stroke or a heart yeah. attack or they, something. They like did. That. They. I think the reason I didn't uh, rap onto it as hard as I probably should have is I had already seen Moon Over Parador, which was the exact same movie. Oh, really? With Richard Dreyfuss being switched with uh, Raul Julia's. Uh, Raul Julia was like the second man in charge. It, I, I think it like uh, Parador. I guess it was. That's huh. where it was. The yeah. Paradorian uh, uh, president died. And like, 
uh, Richard Dreyfuss did a great impression of him because he's an actor. Uh-huh. And they got him in there and said, hey, you're the president now. Oh, wow. And this is your life. <laughs> and it That's was fun. fucking nuts. So it was basically the same thing. And Sigourney Weaver was in that? With yeah. Kevin Klein, Sigourney yeah. Weaver? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. What was your favorite scene? Did I mention? Did I ask you what your favorite scene was? Uh, let's see. Favorite scene in Pulp Fiction. Man, God, there's so fucking many. Um, I think it's got to be the one that says bad motherfucker on it. The whole last scene? The, yeah, that whole final just, scene at the yeah, diner? Yeah, you know. It does wrap it all up. Oh, so it's fucking just, great, dude. And you get to see them take down these super confident, super confident robbers. Yeah. I mean, the, the gusto on these two motherfuckers yeah. as they get up there and... Amanda Plummer, they just let her go full Amanda Plummer. It's yeah. like when you let Crispin Glover looked, go full Crispin Glover. Yeah. She, she looked like she was about to just start pissing on the counter. God. She was so shaky and afraid. Like She is... Comparing her to Crispin Glover is very accurate. Mm-hmm. They're almost the exact same type of actor, female to male. Yeah. One of the most random best things I've seen her in was in The Prophecy. Remember The Prophecy? Oh, yeah. Christopher, try- Christopher Walken? Yeah. She, she was one of the zombie-like creatures that he was keeping or zombie like people that he was keeping alive oh wow and all she did was cry and have snot pour out of her uh nose the uh, entire yeah uh, part she and he just in. eventually killed her to just like yeah, shut she, her I up think she ended up getting hit by the car or something and she they she wanted to die yeah uh because remember he got uh he turned her into he like got a somebody else later on uh the guy from dazed and confused the guy who was like, i just want to dance yeah he was the guy that he eventually got yeah that's a random movie, too. That's also Eric Stoltz. <laughs> See? I, I love that Eric Stoltz got this part because I always felt bad for him for the the Back to the Future thing. I yeah. found out about the Back to the Future thing when I was really young, uh-huh. and I felt bad for him. I was like, oh, my God, they pulled him from his one of the most famous roles in history. Oh, God, and I was terrible. I always loved him in Mask. Uh, I always thought Eric I never Stoltz, saw that. Oh, you never saw Mask? Yeah, I, I think I saw bits and pieces of it because yeah. I know about it, but I never like watched it all the it way through. It was a very touching movie back in the yeah. day, man. Very sad, but yeah. it, was a, it was a great movie. Uh, and I loved Eric Stoltz in it. Uh, and uh, what else? There was something else I saw him in. Well, he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He had a small role in that. So mm-hmm. he had been just did little stuff. But uh, I loved it. He decided to work him in the. Yeah, he uh, was the drug dealer, role. right? Yeah, he was the drug yeah, dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, dude. God, that, yeah, that fucking. Travolta, still the best thing Travolta's probably ever done, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think I can think of anything better than that. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there any other? He's not. I mean, I really liked Face Off. He's not the greatest actor. He's more of a, a movie star. You know, he's a good movie yeah. star, but he's not the best actor. I mean, you gotta you gotta cast him right. I, you know, I, you can't put him in like a Daniel Day Lewis role and, and take him seriously because he's he's really he's kind of a caricature. He of is different. Like, uh, what was it? Punisher. You liked him in Punisher? I, he was all right as a bad guy in Punisher, but he's hard to believe Broken as a bad Arrow, guy. he's really bad in. It, I, I wasn't giving I was That was a joke. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, on fire at the nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> Thermonuclear war. But, but if, if you're going warhead. for that, he's fine. You know, yeah. if you're going for that, probably one of the more touching one was the Phenomenon movie, to be honest. That yeah. one was really good. I yeah. liked that I one. mean, he played opposite uh, Forrest Whitaker, and he did a really great job yeah. of that. But I don't think he's, he's nowhere near as commanding in in the role as he is in Pulp Fiction. Oh, no. I mean, he's the closest thing to the star of the movie, really. Yeah. But that's what's great about Quentin is he he, he jumbles it up enough that you, oh, well, maybe Bruce Willis is the star, or maybe uh, Samuel Jackson's the star of the movie. Yeah. You really I don't t- know. Dude, I feel so bad for Bruce Willis. With the I do, too. Did you see yeah. they had video come out of him of him playing uh, basketball in his front yard? Oh, no. And it was good. And it was cool to see that he's, oh, like, good. you know, if his communication is going, at least he can kind of get enjoyment in doing stuff like uh, like that. Yeah. I'm not sure what else goes with that. It's, not, it's, it's like a very unfamiliar disease, uh, you know, that, that any of us know nothing about. Yeah. I mean, I think he's the first person any of us know that major that's had it right i mean i just think it's something similar to like dementia and alzheimer's i yeah. think it's just like another kind of branch so off from there it sucks that it's one thing to lose your verbal skills to yeah. but to be able to not communicate even like visually or like through yeah and, and i don't know how far gone he is you know i mean it, he might just be so far gone that he's just not doing movies now it's just become too difficult for him uh, to be able to do, uh, to yeah. do movies again. No, absolutely. So um, says it's an inability to comprehend or formulate language because of damage to specific brain regions. Yep. Major one of those stroke and head trauma. And I don't know if it's from if he had a stroke or a head trauma, or if it was just like the bad roll of the dice. That's the problem with uh, head injuries yeah. or or like brain injuries. That's crazy. It's like that. No, I'm I'm glad. Very similar to uh, 
to a lot of the people we've uh, lost or soon to be losing that he put he, he is the one of the biggest movie stars that's ever uh acted oh yeah Bruce is something beyond himself fuck yeah so and and this was probably even kind of a minor step down for him you know because i think was this i know eventually he started taking roles where he wasn't the lead in yeah but i'm i bet pulp fiction was one of the first times he had done that probably because that's what quentin was good about too when he brought michael keaton into a role with jackie brown where he wasn't the star de niro came in not being the star right he kind of cleverly does his movies where you can't really pinpoint who the star is of the film. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, probably more, or, or Kill Bill, probably. Yeah. But Uma Thurman's obviously the star. Yeah. Once yeah. Upon a Time is obviously, but even with that, you're splitting it between Leo and Brad. Right. Or Margot. Dear Margot is going to be the uh, the new face of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, interesting. Perfect, perfect hmm. casting. I could see her. Can't you see her on the fucking uh, deck dressed in all like pirate gear? Oh, that'd be awesome. Commanding shit and stuff. Yeah. I would be there all over that shit. I'll tell you, I am ready and glad for this Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Thing to end. It has been so entertaining though, bro. It I, has I been... catch clips here and there, but I don't I don't follow it. I went to the doctors the other day for a checkup. And it was on. And, and no, it. I just heard the uh, the ladies who worked in the office talking about it. Yeah. I went in, I got seen by the doctor, and I came out when I was checking out. They were still talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like it's captivating. I, I, it, no, it really is. And like that's the thing is like when it started, I did not give a fuck. I still don't really care, but no. I didn't. I didn't give a fuck. It's funny how universally ninety eight percent of the people are with Johnny Depp, and everyone else thinks she's just a crazy bitch. She's, she's nuts, bro. She's she's. she's nuts, I haven't followed dude. it. So w- what are the nuttier things? Uh, well, I mean, she's just a. F- I know she's straight up. Allegedly, she's just a flat-out fucking liar. I don't want her to yeah. sue me for $150 million, you know. So well, allegedly, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I think there was like a lot of domestic violence between the yeah, two of them. Yeah, I think they them, both kind of scrapped know? with each other. Um, but but I, I heard the whole thing, which was ridiculous with the whole, she, she claimed she donated... Like her salary. Money to charity and, and they shit. they kept drilling her about it. She's like, well, I, uh, uh, what was the word she was using? Uh, I pledged it. And they were like, yeah, but you didn't donate it. Well, I don't see any difference between those things. And they're like, they're very different. One wow. you're saying you're going to do and one you actually did. Yeah. Well, and she keeps working around it, working yep. around it. Yeah. And they're almost out of time. So I haven't, I haven't watched any of the trial, but today I was just like scrolling online and like a live feed of it came up nice. and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this for like five minutes. You know what I, I mean? I caught a little of the Kate Moss when she was on the Okay, uh, the I missed that, yeah. Um, it's weird that they're even airing it. They're airing it because it's... It's fucking captivating, bro. Yeah, like why. Because it's a shit show, dude. It it's a shit show. And like, I hope Johnny Depp comes out clean. I, think I hope will. like the meme... Dude, I would fucking love it if after hopefully he wins this, he comes out and he just says, you know, remember, this is the one time you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> that will happen, I'm sure. Oh, that'd be yeah, great. It's, it's our little entertainment when the rest of the world has gone hey, to I'll shit. Hey, I'll take it right now. Because the rest of the world has gone to shit. To shit. That's, we'll just leave it at that. Well, this is our little escape, this pod. So we'll right? That. We're going to do uh, seven more after this. <laughs> Immediately. This was fun. This will no, always like go this. down. As our, 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 this is our second Friday favorites, but our first and uh, yeah, we look forward to doing several of these. I love the off-the-cuff kind of wet wheel kind of of the whole yeah. situation, man. This Absolutely. is like, this is what you're talking about now. That's why I love watching movies tomorrow. I'm going to turn to my wife and I'm going to be like, pick a number one through a hundred. And yeah. then she's going to pick it. And I have not been, if you pick your favorite movies on your list, you're never disappointed. Yeah, you know, no that's, that's the beauty of it. No, I, I will absolutely agree. Like, I could turn on any one of these movies right now and just be like, cool, this is what I'm watching. You Maybe know? not the one you I, I actually picked, though, which was interesting. Yeah. Because you almost have to be in the right frame of mind That's to watch true. that movie. That's true, yeah. That, I but mean, fuck, I have dude. those on mine. Boogie Nights is on mine somewhere in the top 100, and yeah. it's one of those movies that if you're not in the right frame of mind, you might yeah. not be able to put yeah. it on. That's the only one on there. You're right. That I'd be like, nope, pick it another yeah. number. <laughs> <laughs> but still worthy of it. I love that Oh, yeah, it is. absolutely. I, I got to get you to watch Good Time, though. Definitely check it out. I'm not sure where it's available or how we can uh, find it, but uh, maybe you'll have to just come we'll over see here if we can have that on thursday's thoughts yeah yeah thursday thoughts <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're going to be joining you next week uh with with the, i can't tell you what we're going to be talking about because it's all up in the air but you will certainly know when it when it drops and uh we're going to drop photos of all this stuff too but if you want to uh hit us up on email 
we're at fascinatingfilms at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook or um, iTunes or SoundCloud. iTunes or SoundCloud, where you can leave us a like or a comment on there. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, give us a comment. Let us know what movie w- or if either of these movies would make your top 100. Uh, because I, it was weird when me and Dave did the, the Beetlejuice and the Dirty Harry. Beetlejuice wouldn't have been on my top 100, but it's probably on my top 200. Huh. Uh, and uh, was it, is it on your top 100? It's not. It's not? No. no that's good. This is going to be interesting when we come across the, uh, the overlaps. Yeah. I told Dave on the last one, I said, I said we're going to have to have a mulligan situation just in case like you did have Beetlejuice and next week we, we pick Beetlejuice. Obviously, we can't yeah. talk about it right. within the three-week period. But uh, So there'll be a mulligan situation in, in nice. rare circumstances. Wild card, just have, <laughs> one, just have 101 ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you can't pick 61. You have yeah. to pick 62. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, till next week. See you. Peace. That was fucking trippy.